Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Wishes Collection bride Becca Carr Parente about her event at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose her locations and the different things that she added to her day, and of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Becca. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to get married in Florida at Walt Disney World and have a Wishes Collection event. Absolutely. So we're both huge Disney fans, as I'm sure most people who come on are. <laughs> we both had been going since we were kids. And when we started dating, about two years after we started dating, we went for the first time. And then we had gone, you know, a hundred times since. In 2015, we got engaged there with all of our friends. So it kind of seemed like a no-brainer, honestly. That's awesome. How did you pick wishes? Was it just a matter of guest count? Yes, absolutely. My mom is one of seven, and I have like 20 cousins, even though they weren't all invited. But that was kind of the, the plan. Okay, got it. How did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? So it took my parents about three days of convincing, and that was kind of it. And then they were on board. Our friends were super excited because they're all Disney fans, too, for the most part. So for them, it was just like, yeah, let's do it. This is awesome. And I think we had, like, maybe a handful of people who were kind of like, oh, isn't that kind of like a, a kid's birthday party kind of deal? But they came around to it. Okay. How far away do most of your friends and family live? We're in New Jersey. We have a couple people in Pennsylvania. We had a set of people in Georgia and like a small group in Florida. Okay. How many ended up making the trip? We had about 60 people. Oh, great. That's a good size. So how did you guys decide on your ceremony and reception venues? That's a funny story. So our ceremony, we both always knew that we wanted it to be at Seabreeze. It's gorgeous. I mean, there's nothing like it, honestly. And of course, like the weather may have been a factor, like it was kind of scary, but it kind of it didn't deter us at all. And for our reception, we were originally booked at Ariel's. And about two weeks before our planning session, we got a phone call from our planner, Christy, saying, oh, sorry, uh, Ariel's is going to be closed for a refurbishment. So when that happened, they asked us for our backups, and Ricky originally wanted the C's. So for our planning session, we went with the two of us and my parents, and we saw the C's, and it was just like, this has to be it. That's great. So it wasn't disappointing, and it ended up actually working out better. Right, and they actually even compensated for the fact that we signed our contract, I guess, beforehand for Ariel's. 
And they said, look, we know that we kind of made you make this decision. You had all these plans. So they actually helped us out. They um, had the lights, the uplighting, because that was one of our biggest concerns was that it was going to be a little dark. So they threw that in. They threw in transportation because we didn't really plan on doing a lot of transportation. And since it was a backstage area, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll take care of it. And they waived the venue fee for us. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so it sounds like that worked out really well. Did you have a theme already that you then had to kind of change for the location, or was it more universal than that? I mean, yeah, it was like a general under-the-sea kind of thing, so it really worked out either way. Okay, that's great. Now, did you guys add a dessert party to your day? We absolutely did. So we decided to do a dessert party that night because we had an afternoon reception. So everybody went back and got a little rested. We actually were given the Mexico Vista for our dessert party, which they said they don't normally do. So we were really lucky to be able to do that. Yeah, I'd love to know how you liked it because it does have a really high guest minimum and it's usually used for like big corporate events. But it seems like it's a great view because it's right next to the area where they do the, you know, the paid dessert party that anybody can buy a ticket to. How did you like it? It was great. Everybody raved about the view. We had a lot of people there who had never seen illuminations before, so they were super excited. I would say the only downside to it was that, I guess because it was such a big area, they didn't really police it all that well, I guess I would say. One of my bridesmaids noticed that there are people kind of like inching in like on the side. Yeah. And so she went to them and she also noticed that people, because that, that store, that uh, port of entry store is right there. Mm-hmm. And she noticed that people were coming in, in and out of those doors. So she was a great bridesmaid and she went and spoke to the cast member who was in charge of our area and she took care of it. Oh, that's great. Okay. That's good. They were so responsive. They were. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how this day ran together? Sure, absolutely. Ricky stayed at Pop Century with his groomsmen, and I stayed over at Beach Club with the bridesmaids, and we had to be up bright and early, 7 a.m. for hair and makeup. That was a thrill, let me tell (laughs) you. Probably around 10.30, we went over to the boardwalk, and we did our first look over there, so that was a lot of fun. We had a couple of our portraits scattered around with our bridesmaids and groomsmen, so like our bridal party. Our ceremony was at noon at Seabreeze Point, which was fantastic. It was beautiful, and apparently it was supposed to rain during the day, which I thankfully did not know. I told myself, do not look at the weather because (laughs) you'll have some type of anxiety attack. So after that, it was pretty hot, but it was nice that it was shaded. Our guests went over to the Living Seas, and they took so many pictures, and they said they all felt like rock stars just getting, like, ushered in backstage. So that was pretty cool. After all of our awesome pictures on the boardwalk with Chris, who was fantastic, we went over to the Seas in our limo, and we had uh, DJ Steve Weinstein, so he kept the party going. He was awesome. And we just hung out for the afternoon, and... Went back to the beach club, and we had a group of us hanging out before the dessert party, which unfortunately it rained, but it was a lot of fun. It was crazy. It was crazy fast. (laughs) So because it rained, did they move your desserts inside and then just take you out to Mexico for the show? Well, they did. So it seemed kind of strange the way that they did it. I mean, from everything that I've seen other people say. 
So we actually Ubered from the beach club to the front of Epcot. And I had Ricky dragged around my dress with me in the rain. So by the time we got to the front of Epcot, we were just kind of hanging out for a little bit. And it didn't seem like there was a lot of communication going. But they did give us ponchos, which was awesome. And the rain had slowed down. So we headed to Mexico. And then we saw the show. And then they actually waited around for a little bit, which was kind of strange. And they took us back to the seas. But halfway through walking back to the seas, it started torrential downpour I mean it was like I I was crazy so that was but that was a memory in in and of itself I guess (laughs) and so then after you got through the downpour you had the desserts in living seas yes so we kind of had wished that maybe we had I guess thought of that sooner I don't know if you get Mm -hmm. to maybe discuss with your planner what a backup would would be but it seemed kind of far Right. For the track. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, that's a good tip. So it sounds like you had a DJ at the reception. Did you have any other entertainment like characters? No, we did not. Everybody was hoping they'd see. Everybody was kind of like, oh, when's Mickey going to show up? But not this time. (laughs) (laughs) Next time you get married. Yeah, right. (laughs) So do you have any recommendations of menu items or desserts from your dessert party or cake flavors that you would offer to other brides and grooms? Yes. So our planning session, we got to do the kitchens in Epcot, which was a like, great bonus of the fact that we had to change locations because originally it would have been in a ballroom. Right. So that was really cool because it was food and wine. So we got to see all that. But since we're from outside of Philly, we actually requested a cheese bake egg roll. So the way that he made it, he made it into a cheeseburger egg roll. And it was fantastic. I mean, people still rave about it now. It's so funny, but it was just something so small, but it was so good. Okay, that's a great tip. What were the most or least important aspects when it came to focusing your time, your attention, or your budget? My thing was originally if we had gotten married at home, I would really want a lot of floral. But because we had such a cool venue, that really just wasn't a priority. I think for our budget, I mean, it really was just because we didn't have a lot of decorations. We didn't do a lot at Seabreeze. I think the DJ was most important because of the venue itself. And that was kind of the greatest thing that we did. At first, we weren't really all that excited about it. But Steve was, I mean, he was awesome. He was fantastic. And I think that was probably the best surprise that we had. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. What ended up being your favorite memory of the day? Oh, well, of course, getting married was always fantastic. (laughs) First look was awesome. I really wanted it to be something, like, untraditional, and so I gave Chris free reign. I was like, you know, go ahead, think of something awesome, and he came up with this great shot of me standing out on the balcony at the boardwalk, and Ricky was standing underneath of it, and then Ricky walked down. It It was perfect. Oh, that's great. Did anything besides the dessert party rain out go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I think the only thing was more my fault was that I forgot to bring the marriage certificate that Reverend Kevin was supposed to sign. But he was he was really great about it. He was like, oh, you know, just leave it at the front desk for, to me, for me tomorrow and I'll, I'll grab it from you. But it was a little stressful in the moment because I had that look on my face like, oh, <gasps> I I forgot it? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
But it all worked out and you're still technically married. <laughs> yeah. He, he, yeah, he figured it all out. It's good. That's great. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like it was going to be a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? I think the travel aspect more so than anything else. I was worried that we weren't actually going to have a lot of people. I kind of thought that my mom's family would just be like, yeah, you know, we'll see you when we get back and it'll be fun. But they were like so excited. They didn't mind traveling. They didn't mind taking the time off of work. And that was kind of my biggest thing. I was kind of worried that like nobody would come. But I guess because it's Disney, everybody was like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) That's wonderful to hear. Yeah, it was great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I think we would have maybe thought more into the dessert party, kind of like I said before about asking more about backups and being interested about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of disappointing to us, but then again, that's kind of something they can't control because of the weather. But at the same time, we kind of felt like maybe if it wasn't so far, and it kind of seemed a little, the communication wasn't great. It seemed a little chaotic on their end, which I'm sure is probably not common at all, but it, it did seem a little a little chaotic, yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good tip for future brides and grooms to find out what the plan is for a backup. I think it's within 30 days of your date is when they can tell you what your backup location is. So. Yeah, and it, like that would be great to know. I mean, the cast members were great. We had this one cast member who was shuffling us back and forth, and he was, I wish I remembered his name, he was so awesome. He was so nice. He was telling us all the famous people that he's gotten to meet and He was like, oh, I love doing weddings, though. They're always so much fun. And we were like, yeah, okay. You just said you met, like, Captain America, and you're telling us that weddings are the best part. (laughs) That's awesome. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Yeah, I mean, the the backup thing, again, would be great. Uh, Enjoy the whole weekend. We did so much. And, like, it's not even just the actual wedding that I miss. I just miss, like, the whole weekend. So sit down and breathe it in because when we had our uh, rehearsal dinner at the hoop to do about two nights before and we were sitting on the bus and we were kind of both just looking at each other like, I can't believe this even happened. Like, I can't believe we're even here already. So I would, you know, take your time, live it up, enjoy it. It's just supposed to be fun. And it was, I mean, it was so worth it. That's great advice. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I did start a planning journal on the Diz, but I don't ever finish anything that I start on there. (laughs) I have like trip reports that got like halfway and I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm done. So if you want to find me on there, I'm under Becca and Ricky's Wishes Planning Journal for May. Also, I have some pictures on Facebook. So Becca Carr, K-A-R-R. I'm still on there under just my maiden name. And uh, Instagram, I like to post more of our fairy tale wedding photography shots on Instagram, more so than Facebook. So if people are interested in that, that's probably the better place to find it. Okay, great. And then I will also make a slideshow of photos from your day for the post on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Awesome. Well, Becca, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me tonight. I think this has been really instructive for anyone who's thinking about planning a wishes event with a lot of great tips and information. So I appreciate you taking the time. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. Uh, That was like what I lived on for months up until the wedding. Oh, that's so great to hear. That's our show for today. 
If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>